Section 2 of An Essay Concerning Humane Understanding. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. An Essay Concerning Humane Understanding by John Locke. Section 2 no innate speculative principles part two seventeen assenting as soon as proposed and understood proves them not innate this evasion therefore of general assent when men come to the use of reason failing as it does and leaving no difference between those supposed innate and other truths that afterwards acquired and learned men have endeavoured to secure an universal assent to those they call maxims by saying they are generally assented to as soon as proposed and the terms they are proposed and understood seeing all men even children as soon as they hear and understand the terms assent to these propositions they think it is sufficient to prove them innate for since men never fail after they have once understood the words to acknowledge them for undoubted truths they would infer that certainly these propositions were first lodged in the understanding which without any teaching the mind at the very first proposal immediately closes with and assents to and after that never doubts again eighteen if such an assent be a mark of innate then that one and two are equal to three that sweetness if not bitterness and a thousand the like must be innate in answer to this i demand whether ready assent given to a proposition upon first hearing and understanding the terms be a certain mark of an innate principle if it be not such a general assent is in vain urged as a proof of them if it be said that it is a mark of innate they must then allow such propositions to be innate which are generally assented to as soon as heard whereby they will find themselves plentifully stored with innate principles for upon the same ground namely of assent at first hearing and understanding the terms that men would have those maxims pass for innate they must also admit several propositions about numbers to be innate and thus that one and two are equal to three that two and two are equal to four and a multitude of other the like propositions and numbers that everybody assents to at first learning and understands the terms must have a place amongst these innate axioms nor is this prejudicative of numbers alone and propositions made about several of them but even natural philosophy and all the other sciences offer propositions which are sure to meet with assent as soon as they are understood that two bodies cannot be in the same place is a truth that nobody any more sticks at than at these maxims that it is impossible for the same thing to be and not to be that white is not black that a square is not a circle that bitterness is not sweetness these and a million of such other propositions as many at least as we have distinct ideas of 
every man in his wits at first hearing and knowing what the names stand for must necessarily assent to if these men will be true to their own rule and have assent at first hearing and understanding the terms to be a mark of innate they must allow not only as many innate propositions as a man have distinct ideas but as many as men can make propositions wherein different ideas are denied one of another since every proposition wherein one different idea is denied of another will as certainly find assent at first hearing and understanding the terms of this general one it is impossible for the same thing to be and not to be or that which is the foundation of it and is easier understood of the two the same is not different by which account they will have legions of innate propositions of this one sort without mentioning any other but since no proposition can be innate unless the ideas about which it is be innate this will be to suppose all our ideas of colors sounds tastes figure etc innate than which there cannot be anything more opposite to reason and experience universal and ready assent upon hearing and understanding the terms is i grant a mark of self-evidence but self-evidence depending not on innate expressions but on something else as we shall show hereafter belongs to several propositions which nobody has yet so extravagant as to pretend to be innate nineteen such less general propositions known before these universal maxims now let it be said that those more particular self-evident propositions which are assented to at first hearing as that one and two are equal to three that green is not red etc are received as the consequences of those more universal propositions which are looked on as innate principles since any one who will but take the pains to observe what passes in the understanding will certainly find that these and the like less general propositions are certainly known and firmly assented to by those who are utterly ignorant of those more general maxims and so being earlier in the mind than those as they were called first principles cannot owe to them the assent wherewith they are received at first hearing twenty one and one equal to two etc not general not useful answered if it be said that these propositions namely two and two are equal to four red is not blue etc are not general maxims nor of any great use i answer that makes nothing to the argument of universal assent upon hearing and understanding for if that be the certain mark of innate whatever propositions can be found that receives general assent as soon as heard understood that must be admitted for an innate proposition as well as this maxim that it is impossible for the same thing to be and not to be they being upon this ground equal and as to the difference of being more general that makes this maxim more remote from being innate those general and abstract ideas 
being more strangers to our first apprehensions than those of more particular self-evident propositions and therefore it is longer before they are admitted and assented to by the growing understanding and as to the usefulness of these magnified maxims that perhaps will not be found so great as is generally conceived when it comes in its due place to be more fully considered twenty one these maxims not being known sometimes still proposed proves them not innate but we have not yet done with assenting to the propositions at first hearing and understanding their terms it is fit we first take that notice that is instead of being a mark that they are innate is a proof of the contrary since it supposes that several who understand and know other things are ignorant of these principles till they are proposed to them and that one may be unacquainted with these truths till he hears them from others for if they were in it what need they be proposed to in order to gaining assent when by being in the understanding by a natural and original impression if there were any such they could not but be known before or doth the proposing them print them a clearer in the mind than nature did if so then the consequences will be that a man knows them better after he has been thus taught them than he did before whence it will follow that these principles may be made more evident to us by others teachings than nature has made them by impression which will ill agree with the opinion of innate principles and give but little authority to them but on the contrary makes them unfit to be foundations of all other knowledge as they are pretended to be this cannot be denied that men grow first acquainted with many of these self-evident truths upon their being proposed but it is clear that whoever does so finds in himself that he then begins to know a proposition which he knew not before and which from thenceforth he never questions not because it was innate but because the consideration of the nature of the things contained in those words would not suffer him to think otherwise how or whensoever he is brought to reflect on them and if whatever is assented to at first hearing and understanding the terms must pass for an innate principle every well-grounded observation drawn from particulars into a general rule must be innate when yet it is certain that not all but only sagacious heads light at first on these observations and reduce them into general propositions not innate but collected from a preceding acquaintance and reflection on particular instances these when observing men have made them unobserving men when they are proposed to them cannot refuse their assent to twenty two implicitly known before proposing signifies that the mind is capable of understanding them or else signifies nothing if it be said the understanding hath an implicit knowledge of these principles but not an explicit before this first hearing as they must who will say that they are in the understanding before they are known 
it will be hard to conceive what is meant by a principle imprinted on the understanding implicitly unless it be this that the mind is capable of understanding and assenting firmly to such propositions and thus all mathematical demonstrations as well as first principles must be received as native impressions on the mind which i fear they will scarce allow them to be who find it harder to demonstrate a proposition than assent to it when demonstrated and few mathematicians will be forward to believe that all the diagrams they have drawn were but copies of those innate characters which nature had engraven upon their minds twenty three the argument of assenting on first hearing is upon a false supposition of no precedent teaching there is i fear this further weakness in the foregoing argument which would persuade us that therefore those maxims are to be thought innate which men admit at first hearing because they assent to propositions which they are not thought not to receive them from the force of any argument or demonstration but a bare explication or understanding of terms under which there seems to me to lie this fallacy that men are supposed not to be taught not to learn anything de nouveau when in truth they are taught and do learn something they were ignorant of before for first it is evident that they have learned the terms and their signification neither of which was born with them but this is not all the acquired knowledge in the case the ideas themselves about which the propositions is are not born with them no more than their names but got afterwards so that in all propositions that are assented to at first hearing the terms of the proposition their standing for such ideas and the ideas themselves that they stand for being neither of them innate i would fain know what there is remaining in such propositions that is innate for i would gladly have any one name that proposition whose term or ideas were either of them innate we by degrees get ideas and names and learn their appropriated connection one with another and then to the propositions made in such terms whose signification when we have learned and wherein the agreement or disagreement we can perceive in our ideas when put together is expressed we at first hearing assent though to the other propositions in themselves as certain and evident but which are concerning ideas not so soon or so easily got we are at the same time no be capable of assenting for though a child quickly assents to this proposition that an apple is not fire when by familiar acquaintance he has got the ideas of those two different things distinctly imprinted on his mind and has learnt that the names apple and fire stand for them yet it will be some years after perhaps before the same child will assent to this proposition that it is impossible for the same thing to be and not to be because that though perhaps the words are as easy to be learned yet the signification of them being more large 
comprehensive and abstract than the names of the annexed to those sensible things the child hath to do with it is longer before he learns their precise meaning and it requires more time plainly to form in his mind more general ideas they stand for till that be done you will in vain endeavour to make any child assent to a proposition made up of such general terms but as soon as ever he got those ideas and learned their names he forwardly closes with one as well as the other of the forementioned propositions and with both for the same reason namely because he finds the ideas he has in his mind to agree or disagree according as the words standing for them are affirmed or denied one of another in the proposition but if the propositions be brought to him in words which stand for ideas he has not yet in his mind to such propositions however evidently true or false in themselves he affords neither assent nor dissent but is ignorant for words being but empty sounds any further than they are signs of our ideas we cannot but assent to them as they correspond to those ideas we have but no further than that but the showing by what steps and ways knowledge comes into our minds and the grounds of several degrees of assent being the business of the following discourse it may suffice to have only touched on it here as one reason that made me doubt of those innate principles twenty four not innate because not universally assented to to conclude this argument of universal consent i agree with these defenders of innate principles that if they are innate they must needs have universal assent for that a truth should be innate and yet not assented to is to me as unintelligible as for a man to know a truth and be ignorant of it at the same time but then by these men's own confession they cannot be innate since they are not assented to by those who understand not the terms nor by a great part of those who understand them but have yet never heard nor thought of these propositions which i think is at least one half of mankind but by the number far less it would be enough to destroy universal assent and thereby show these propositions not to be innate if children alone were ignorant of them twenty five these maxims not the first known but that i may not be accused to argue from the thoughts of infants which are unknown to us and to conclude from what passes in their understandings before they express it i say next that these two general propositions are not the truths that first possesses the minds of children nor are antecedent to all acquired and adventitious notions which if they are in it they must needs be whether we can determine it or no it matters not there is certainly a time when children begin to think and their words and actions do assure us that they do so when therefore they are capable of thought of knowledge of assent can it rationally be supposed they can be ignorant of those notions that nature has imprinted where there are any such can it be imagined 
with any appearance of reason that they perceive the impressions from such things without and be at the same time ignorant of those characters which nature itself has taken care to stamp within can they receive and assent to adventitious notions and be ignorant of those are supposed woven into the very principles of their being and imprinted there in indelible characters to be the foundation and guide of all their acquired knowledge and future reasonings this would be to make nature take pains to no purpose or at least to write very ill since its characters could not be read by those eyes which saw other things very well and those are very ill supposed the clearest parts of truth under the foundations of all our knowledge which are not first known and without which the undoubted knowledge of several other things may be had the child certainly knows that the nurse that feeds it is neither the cat it plays with nor the blackmoor it is afraid of that the worm seed or mustard it refuses is not the apple or sugar it cries for that it is certainly and undoubtedly assured of but will any one say it is by virtue of this principle that it is impossible for the same thing to be and not to be that it so firmly assents to these and other parts of its knowledge or that the child has any notion or apprehension of that proposition at an age wherein yet it is plain it knows a great many other truths he that will say children join in these general abstract speculations with their sucking bottles and their rattles may perhaps with justice be thought to have more passion and zeal for his opinion but less sincerity and truth than one of that age twenty six and so not innate though therefore there be several general propositions that meet with constant and ready assent as soon as proposed to men grown up who have attained the use of more general and abstract ideas and names standing for them yet they not being to be found in those tender years who nevertheless know other things they cannot pretend to universal assent of intelligent persons and so by no means can be supposed innate it being impossible that any truth which is innate if there were any such should be unknown at least to any one who knows anything else since if there are innate truths they must be innate thoughts there being nothing a truth in the mind that it has never thought on whereby it is evident if there is any innate truths they must necessarily be the first of any thought on the first that appear twenty seven not innate because they appear least where what is innate shows itself clearest that the general maxims we are discoursing of are not known to children idiots and a great part of mankind we have already sufficiently proved whereby it is evident they have not an universal assent nor are general impressions but there is this further argument in it against their being innate that these characters if they were native and original impressions should appear fairest and clearest in those persons in whom 
yet we find no footsteps of them and it is in my opinion a strong presumption that they are not innate since they are least known to those in whom if they were innate they must needs exert themselves with most force and vigour for children idiots savages and illiterate people being of all others the least corrupted by custom or borrowed opinions learning and education having not cast their native thoughts into the new moulds nor by superinducing foreign or studied doctrines confounded these fair characters nature had written there one might reasonably imagine that in their minds these innate notions should lie open fairly to every one's view as it is certain the thoughts of children do it might very well be expected that these principles should be perfectly known to naturals which being stamped immediately on the soul as these men suppose can have no dependence on the constitution or organs of the body the only confessed difference between them and others one would think according to these men's principles that all these native beams of light were there any such should in those who have no reserves no arts of concealment shine out in their full lustre and leave us in no more doubt of their being there than we are of their love of pleasure and abhorrence of pain but alas amongst children idiots savages and the grossly literate what general maxims are to be found what universal principles of knowledge their notions are the few and narrow borrowed only from those objects they have had most to do with and which have made upon their senses the frequentest and strongest impressions a child knows his nurse and his cradle and by the degrees the playthings of a little more advanced age and a young savage has perhaps his head filled with love and hunting according to the fashion of his tribe but he that from a child unthought or a wild inhabitant of the woods will expect these abstract maxims and reputed principle of science will i fear find himself mistaken such kind of general propositions are seldom mentioned in the huts of indians much less are they to be found in the thoughts of children or any impression of them on the minds of naturals they are the languages and the business of schools and academics of learned nations accustomed to that sort of conversation or learning where disputes are frequent these maxims being suited to artificial argumentation and useful for conviction but not much conducing to the discovery of truth or advancement of knowledge but of their small use for the improvement of knowledge i shall have occasion to speak more at large in book four chapter seven twenty eight recapitulation i know not how absurd this may seem to the masters of demonstration and probably it will hardly go down with anybody at first learning i must therefore beg a little truce with prejudice and the forbearance of censure till i have been heard out in the sequel of this discourse being very willing to submit to better judgments and since i impartially search after truth i shall not be sorry to be convinced 
that I have been too fond of my own notions, which I confess we are all apt to be when application and study have warmed our heads with them. Upon the whole matter, I cannot see any ground to think that these two speculative maxims innate, since they are not universally assented to, and the assent they so generally find is no other than what several propositions not allowed to be innate equally partake in with them, and since the assent that is given them is produced another way and comes not from the natural inscription, as I doubt not but to make appear in the following discourse. And if these first principles of knowledge and science are found not to be innate, no other speculative maxims can, I suppose, with better right pretend to be so. End of section 2 Read by Lambda